And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there's no in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. Uh, we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders, after a week off. Uh, I'm back in the uh, uh, head chair. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show, more importantly, at HEFPod. Reach out to us on our email address. That is Frankfurt at yahoo.com. And you can also join us on Facebook. Follow us there. Get all the latest uh, up-to-date news in terms of Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language. In addition to new podcast drops and contests, that is facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. So joining me in the cold, cold Miss Webs is uh, Nathan in St. Louis. Hey, Brian. How's it going? Uh, thanks for... Uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed. Was, uh, indeed. It was fun. Uh, you know, we... We had a skeleton crew, you know, around the holidays. I wish we could have recorded a little bit more, especially with a Roman. But um, mm. um, it was fun talking to Aaron and um, uh, trying to uh, do your do your hosting justice. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Nonetheless, uh, as everyone can always agree during this holiday time period uh, with when you have Christmas uh, for those who celebrate that or if you celebrate Hanukkah and then obviously with the New Year's also uh basically bang bang just kind of one after the other it does become a busy time but the matches were coming thick and fast for Eintracht Frankfurt and we can get right into a couple of what uh has been going on so uh Eintracht Bayern well that scoreline doesn't do us justice. No, I'm not even going to read out the. <laughs> not going to have fun with reading. <laughs> no, because moving on to the match. Yeah, poor finishing. I mean, what we are caught off sides a couple of times yeah. as well. I mean, Bayern Munich. They were a lot better at finishing. They also happened to have the world's best chip when it came to a goal. And at that yeah. point, I was just like, yeah, this sucks. What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Frank Ribéry does his usual when he uh, likes to, uh, you know, go scuba diving. So, you know, <laughs> guy got himself two goals for it. Uh, there were, what, a couple? At le- There was at least one, as I recall, uh, shot off of the post. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Rafinha scored that chip... And it looked like he was trying to just goad the Eintracht Frankfurt fans. You know, I I got a little upset when Eintracht fans kind of made a mess in Rome. I was like, look, you know, if you find that there are not enough trash receptacles, remove one from whatever plaza it is and put <laughs> one on the other so that at least it doesn't look like you're making a whole mess. But at that point, I was just like, Rafinha, you, if you happen to get a beer in the face, deserve it. Oh yeah, <laughs> the way he responded to that to that goal—you're <laughs> such a horse's ass. Um, I can't. You know, I think we played uh, like you said. I don't think the the score does us justice because I think we played a good game all around. Um, uh, of course, uh, Bayern and everyone else in the world knew that we we were going to be going to that game a little defensively hamstrung, but. Um, I think uh, Simon Follet, he he, I think he had a better game as the center back, the the commanding center back. He still didn't do great, but I mean that they didn't uh, uh, 
Bayern didn't pull any punches. They uh, Nico Kovac brought it. Yeah, they they came. They brought it. That first goal was just a letdown to defense, which has happened yeah. time time again with the Eintracht. It just is. I think that was Salcedo's fault. Uh, not yeah. co- not covering. Now, covering. So let's be honest. It's a little bit down to the fact that hey, look, uh, this team does not have like did not have its. Starting 11 didn't have the starting defense out there. Yep. Their usual go-to when it comes to that sort of thing. And it showed, and you just kind of... I mean, you can scratch your head all you want, but the fact of the matter is is that... Uh, well, we didn't deserve to win. They We didn't deserve to lose by that score margin. Yeah. But the thing is, when uh, Byron uh, does their thing and does it well... You just kind of can hang your head and just be like, woe is me. <laughs> yeah, it was a frustrating loss. But, uh, you know, silver lining to me is that uh, Byron's, Byron's probably play, or they're playing in a manner that they will probably catch up to Dortmund and it'll be a, a, a fight. And um, the fact that we can keep up with them when they are doing what they do best, um, I still think says a lot about this team, even if we're injured. Um, and, you know, we'll get into this a little later. I think we're going to become a little, uh, we'll be a little stronger out of the, um, the, the winter pausa. Indeed. Indeed. So don't try to end the season, uh, in a little less than, uh, appreciative circumstances. But the fact of the matter is, uh, look at where we are within the Bundesliga. Cause we were talking about having a mid table Bundesliga finish and due to the way that the results kind of carried on. Okay. We're not in the run for the, we're not in the champions league places at present, but we are within striking distance, uh, at 27 yeah. points. I'm okay with, uh, that haul, I mean, hey, that's a good march. That's a good spot to be in. Um, four points difference between us and Leipzig in fourth. Wolfsburg was able to leapfrog us. Hoffenheim is two points behind us, and Hertha falling in their wake. Wolfsburg. At this point, the, <laughs> the thing is, it is weird, but the thing is that I look at them and think, you know. That that loss that we had to them, that was not necessarily a loss to a bad team, and they are showing it. And the fact that they have turned a lot of results uh, into their way. I mm. mean, at the end of the day, you can only kind of make fun of Leverkusen, whose uh, mm. coach wins, what, two games in a row and still gets fired. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a Paul in that locker room. <laughs> not, not good spirits. <laughs> oh, my God. I... I let's put we could be in considering where we were fearing we would be after the first couple match days uh, for the Eintracht. I mean, think think back to uh, all the changeover. You know, all the players who left were under Nico with Nico Kovac. After we played Munchen Gladbach, I was really fearing for the team. But the thing is, we're in a good spot. Um, we do need some defensive um, shoring up, as they say. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're in a much better place uh, to be in than we were, say, three years ago when Nico Kovac was about was soon to take over the Eintracht uh, during the Rook Ronda, because those were some dark days indeed that seemed to be well behind us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fingers crossed. Let's keep it up. Let's move this. 
Let's keep moving this train forward, Bobich. Exactly, exactly. Before we get into our news and notes segment, where we'll then give our report cards for the Eintracht, and uh, we'll close this podcast. It's a little shortened podcast since uh, it is the Winter Palace uh, time. So let's get into hashtag what are we drinking. Nathan, what are you drinking? Ooh, so this this uh, break I've been off for this week, um, it's, which is kind of nice. Not everyone gets that chance. So I've been working on my downstairs brewery, trying to get it all set up. And part of that is um, bringing on some beers that uh, my brew partner and I had brewed uh, a couple weeks ago. So this one, I tried to bring up my brand new baby uh, Hefeweizen, which is, I think, three weeks old and hitting its mark perfectly. Uh, but I, it, I had some keg issues, so that's why I was a little late. Sorry, Brian, to the start, mm. but, uh, this is my good old Czech Pilsner. Um, there you go. yeah, a very bright, clear, um, somewhat hoppy Pilsner, um, from, from the old Bo- Bohemia or, uh, the Prague Pilsner area. That's what I try <laughs> to go for, so. There you go. I'm going with uh, one of my favorite during the Christmas holiday season. It's the Samuel Adams White Christmas. Uh, it's good and crisp. A lovely uh, unfiltered white ale. And it's got some uh, holiday spices in there. It's a pretty solid go-to. Yeah. And, uh, that is what I am drinking. So, Prost. Prost. All righty. And here we are. Segment two of Hey, I Trek Frankfurt. A little bit of news and notes as uh, just recently... Andrick Frankfurt is going to be welcoming, wait for it, the former <laughs> Offenbach kickers player now and formerly of Bayern Munich and Dortmund, Sebastian Rode. Um, just a half-season-long loan spell for him. It's really weird with him coming back because uh, yeah. he very much seems to be a dog with his tail between its legs. <laughs> Well, I mean, we kind of talked about this a little before, but now it's solidified into reality. Um, we're, I mean, he's a guy that should be at the prime of his career, right? I mean, um, correct. So, I mean, but he's been injury stricken, and then on two teams that literally just—it's an arms race. So they have a ton of talent that just rots on the bench. Um, Roda being one of them. So I mean, we let let's hope for the best. Um, I, it, one of the things that I keep thinking of is in terms of, I guess, I guess looking at you know someone like Jelson Fernandez, which is probably our top uh, defensive midfielder at this point. You could talk about Toro, but he hasn't played that much. We, I guess, we need some, some uh, you know backing up there. Some some, but where, where I see we need is defense. So I'm. You know, I don't like that we're basically signing a dude that, you know, just has, you know, ties to the town, essentially. But you got to look glass half full as my beer still is just barely uh, <laughs> on the signing. I try to be positive before it, you know, before anything happens, actually. So, and what was the what were the terms like? It was just a. Uh, a half year loan, right? Half year loan. Um, it does seem that it doesn't look like there was a buyback uh, clause 
uh, put in there, uh, purchase clause. But the thing is, I look at this as a good opportunity to give us depth without having to splash actual real legitimate cash on the guy. Yes. And uh, it doesn't. I don't think that Eintracht will have to be taking over his entire contract because uh, yeah. his Bayfield Bay contract mm, a little bit more richer for our blood. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, Marius Wolf probably is feeling a little bit kind of grumbly because you know, hey, you know, not really playing despite the fact that he had a lovely uh, new uh, contract with the Eintracht. But the fact of the matter is, um, those guys will just totally. Uh, get pay raises. So, hey, you know, yeah. Sebastian Roda, if he's able to, uh, especially with the Europa League knockout phase, I mean, who knows? Like, yep. uh, with Shakhtar Donetsk, it's going to be a tough ask, but we could pass them. We'll need extra guys to help out because, you know, that's the, each time we go through, there's an extra two matches that Eintracht needs to play, and you're going to have to throw out your A squad for that one and need to have some sort of rotation it's something that oh, the yeah. biggest teams deal with, such as Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich, on a year-in, year-out basis, and it just kind of—you you just gotta do what you can, and this will at least give us some help. And since Toro's been out for so long, I think this he is, should be back. But exactly, but this is the best short-term answer we can get, and we can get a guy who really will be desperate to show what he can do. So exactly, that's kind of how I see on Rhoda. Yeah, I see him in a lot, and I'd be I'd be curious to hear anybody who's listening um, their reaction because for the most part, I've heard nothing but like groans from fans about this. Uh, but it's it's interesting to me because I kind of see it almost in the exact same situation as Trap coming back. Um, I you know I had a pretty hard eye roll when Trap came back, and now of course I. You know he's he's more of a known quantity than than Ronau, but um, I think Ronau just needs to play. So it, it's it's kind of a shame that he doesn't get to play as much right now. And the I I don't think we're getting much in in a in an increase in talent there. So yeah, like you said, it's I mean it's a depth thing, it's an injury thing, um, and hope hope for the best that he actually gets to you know ply his wares and show like what show his metal and show what he's worth. So. Exactly. Um, let's get into kind of an interesting uh, tidbit. As you, it seems that we continuously get rumors around Marco Fabian, so it's kind of like basically mm, beating yeah. a dead horse on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it just it just is what it is. He doesn't seem every single rumor does seem to scream that he is not really excited on going back to Liga MX, which would you know I would. You would think that would be something that he would prefer more than anything. He just wants to get his chance. And I think that yeah. uh, with Eintracht in the Florida Cup that's coming up, uh, the January preseason camp, I think that will prevent present him with excuse me uh, with an opportunity to possibly show what he can do. But the fact of the matter is, I think uh, this is it's like he really needs to like sit down with the coaches and be like, look, what do I need to do to get into the starting 11? And if you really... Uh, if there is nothing, then let me know, and we'll move forward from there. But yeah. let's talk about an American who seems to be possibly Ooh, yeah. making his way to the Eintracht. Uh, Aaron Long from the New York Red Bulls, center back, aged 26. Um, this is a kid who uh, kind of went through the United States college system 
and then got drafted as bounced around from a couple of major league soccer clubs, uh, Portland Timbers, Seattle Sounders, never really getting an opportunity to show what he could do at the MLS level. And then he uh, landed in New York and uh, Jesse Marsh, uh, who now is the uh, assistant coach for Red Bull Leipzig. uh, He decided to uh, give him a chance and the kid has solidified himself as a center back uh, at MLS level. It's an interesting possible addition, at least from an American perspective. He's picked up uh, two international caps uh, since first showing up on the national team scene. Um, the full uh, international team scene the first uh, in this past September. To me, I, you know, this kind of seems more of a shot in the dark. Yeah. Uh, if any, but there's way too many. There's so many rumors coming around from all uh, uh, from play, both sides of the pond to basically ignore the possibilities of him uh, joining the Eintracht. Yeah, I mean, I've only heard rumors in this regard. Nothing really formal in any way it just seems like speculation um in terms of oh, okay you, what, what may, i might be wrong there i don't know it just seems like it's a, a, a reporter overheard something or uh, you know between somebody and somebody else like uh but who knows i might have missed something but um i mean we need like i said we need defense and you could come yeah. in and, and and do something so exactly here's hoping that uh hasebe and abraham will be able to kind of return to after some some time off we'll be able to return back into the starting lineup but uh well that's i mean that's a good point like we those are our two like dead-on starters every time but they're aging and getting older and it only seems like both of them are um becoming more of an injury liability as they move on. Yeah, and look, Indica was a brilliant pickup, and perhaps yeah. they're trying to find, once again, another kind of player to kind of add to that for next season. But the fact of the matter is, hey, you got to find what you can. And I think that, honestly, Eintracht, like, should they bring in Long, or if they, even if they don't, uh, more than likely, it's going to be a good reshuffling that will then happen in uh in the summer as opposed to the winter yeah. so take take everything with a grain of salt so going to switch over to our as the Eintracht has now finished 17 matches sixth place uh into the knockout stage of the Europa League Nathan who is your one player this year who has been the biggest surprise biggest surprise that's a good question i would I th- the the person that immediately jumps to my mind um, I want to say two people, but or three people, perhaps. But <laughs> I'll go. I'll go in order here. I'll, I'll keep it quick, though. Um, I would say for the first and foremost for me is Danny DaCosta and what he has brought. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has stepped up to a level that he was not last year. Um, and and why I started to say two or three is because I think Kostic as well. Um, um, has has kind of pulled e- pulled equal with DaCosta in that regard. He was a kind of a known quantity, but kind of languishing wherever he went in the Bundesliga, um, failing to secure even <laughs> a top flight team at times, um, two times. But yeah, DaCosta has just been lights out. He's been a workhorse. He, I don't think he's missed a game so far. Um, 
and he's been consistent in uh, producing assists or, you know, even goals. More, I think he scored more goals now than he had in the last few years. So um, I think he has two or three, right? Um, yep. The last person I would say is in, in Jika. I mean, he's if we didn't have him or if he hasn't played as well as, as he has, and he's had, he's had some growing pains too, especially with trap. I don't think trap is, is his biggest fan, but um, yeah, uh, he, he's come out of nowhere and, and really played at the level of, uh, you know, a top flight uh, Bundesliga defenseman already at 19, which is incredible. Alrighty. Well, who, are your, add, who who would you pick? You kind of picked uh, two of the guys who I would have gone for, but in terms <laughs> of trying to stick with players who kind of have popped up on the scene almost like as of new players, I'm going to put Philip Kostic because uh, when we brought him in, everyone was like, oh, God, is this really going to work out? And the thing is, in this kind of winger, fullback, kind of wingback role that he has done, he's done exceptionally well. Yeah. He's got quite a few assists to his name, even bagged a goal as well. And to me, I think he's just been uh, a good surprise that we really needed, and we brought him in thinking, hey, this is someone who is ready f- to perform at this level, and uh, he's done so. All righty. Sure. So uh, that being said, who is the player that you want to see more from this season right before we wrap up our program? Um, I think I've said this before, but uh, for – for players that I think deserve more uh, based on what they produce on the pitch in terms of scoring chances or assists and things like that, it's Nikolai Muller. Um, I, I think he's deserved his spot to to play more. So, But it's pretty dense in that midfield. So getting chances is pretty difficult. Indeed. Mine is Stendera. He's had a little bit of rotation in terms of coming off the bench, and I think that uh, with more matches to come, for me, he is one who will definitely help us out, especially when it comes to that Duran coefficient, because that's something we didn't talk <laughs> yeah. about with Rhoda. That is where he's going to also be able to help us out, especially when Good it point. comes to uh, UEFA rules and regulations. So I have a funny feeling that had something to play in uh, the reason <laughs> for Eintracht's recruitment there. So that takes care of all of that. So housekeeping ideas and news so uh we have some friends who are going to be going to the florida cup but in the meantime if you are an eintrack frankfurt fan who are listening to hey eintrack frankfurt and want to hear your story told uh email us at hey eintrack frankfurt at yahoo.com or also message us uh on twitter uh i am at kcsg nathan what are you at on twitter i am at n-a-j-a-k-w-a yeah and so we can then kind of Give a second. Give a shout out to the fans of the Eintracht. Let your fan story be told. Let us know, Hell yeah, and we'll get with you guys. And uh, who knows? Maybe your fan story will be part of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. So, all that said, uh, we've kind of mentioned our social media accounts. Follow us on Twitter at KCSGE for me at NAJAKWA for Nathan. You can follow us on the show that is at HEFPod. Facebook.com slash HEFPod is uh our stuff on facebook uh you can uh english news uh new episode drops contests gonna have more of that uh coming down in the future we'll have some roman will return in case anyone's like where's roman uh trust me uh we can let him get away he's currently on assignment in europe so more stuff to come from him i am jealous uh, <laughs> indeed indeed and before we go nathan 
predictions for the Rook Runda from the Ooh. iTrack. Well, now, uh, it, I think we are a known quantity now, so it, I think we're going to have to we're going to have to see some growing from uh Hutter's system uh in order to keep producing results um i am interested to see who comes back you know pasciencia and 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 the like who i don't i don't know uh, i i'd say we'll stick to right around 5th that's what <laughs> I'll, I'll say but we'll keep it competitive of course i like this team and how it's shaped what about you I think that we can actually catch up to the guys in Europe. And here's why. I think that there's a tiny... While Mönchengladbach and Rebel Leipzig are both focused just on Europe... Oh, excuse me, not just Europe. Uh, just focused on the Bundesliga. I do think that Borussia Mönchengladbach is suffering when it comes to depth. I think that the Eintracht can overtake them over the course of the next 17 match days. I also think uh, we might only have enough in the tank... Uh, for a quarterfinal run in the Europa League. I do mm. think, because um, they have announced where I try, I, that where they're going to be playing in Ukraine. Shippa, uh, oh, good Lord. I can't hear. <laughs> uh, my, my Ukrainian is uh, effectively nothing and nothing in terms of being able to understand what is being said. So, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Apologies to Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're sorry. I'm sorry. I don't follow enough stuff when it comes to you yeah. to Ukrainian soccer to know where exactly uh, Shakhtar Donetsk is going to be playing their soccer. But the fact of the matter is, Eintracht, you got your work cut out for you. But I think Eintracht can finish in fourth. It's just a question of uh, how much deeper they they can make the run in Europe. And I think that the quarterfinals is not too far of a shot. So that all being yeah. said. Thank you for listening to this newest episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. We'll be coming back in the new year with new episodes of new Eintracht Frankfurt uh, news and notes and match reports as well. So from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, tschüss. Frohes Neues Jahr. Tschüss. Hey